Here we go. It is episode number nine of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. And uh, we'll add a tag to this. It is the road trip recap edition of the Rosie Report. Jim Rosenhaus along with you on this Thursday off day for the Guardians. They're back in action on Friday night to open a new homestand against the Marlins. Coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, we will hear from Sandy Alomar Jr., who is uh, heavily involved in both ends of the running game, which is uh, very much something that's at the forefront this season with some rule changes. And the Guardians have taken full advantage offensively, leading the major leagues in stolen bases for much of the season. And then also uh, on the other side, for the catchers, who he has such a strong influence on, uh, they are really challenged in trying to throw out opposing base dealers. So we'll catch up with Sandy on both of those ends of the spectrum a little bit later on in the podcast. But first, to look back at Wednesday's road trip finale for the Guardians, a 3-2 to victory over the Detroit Tigers in Motown. The big blow, a home run from Jose Ramirez in the sixth inning that turned things around. The set and next delivery. And it is swung on. This is hammered high, deep to right, gone. Jose Ramirez. Now that's how you get revenge for a pitch clock violation strike three. He absolutely unloaded his second home run on this road trip, his second home run of the year. And the Guardians have a 3 0 lead. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, have they desperately needed a big swing in this series. And they get it from. Of course, Jose Ramirez. And that home run by Ramirez backed up outstanding pitching from Cal Quantrill, who threw six innings and was just terrific. Had to leave, though, after the sixth because he was hit on the foot with a comebacker to the mound. And after the game, Cal talked about it with Andre Knott and others downstairs in the Guardians clubhouse. First of all, where'd that ball get you? And what was the first level of your mind? Just got me, it got me below my ankle. Just numb. Felt like once I walked it off, I probably could have gone deeper, but we got a great pen, so. What does it, um, what does it say that you're able to recoup and get the out? How big is that for you to be able to, to have that, be able to get that out in that situation? Oh, heck yeah, I'd wear one every time to save a run. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. You got through a start, you didn't give up any runs, but just what locked in for you early to be able to get through this one? Z and I had a good plan today. Um, I thought we pitched better. You know, we didn't. We weren't throwing so much. Um, first three outings, just didn't feel like I had my delivery right. Today was a little cleaner. I think we're still building towards kind of where we need to be, but I think that we're starting to get a feel for each other and, and how we can get out, especially deeper in games, second, third time through the order. You've obviously been asked a million questions. Just he gets a weird situation with his bat previous, comes up and hits that home run. What does that say about him to you? I haven't seen very many teams keep him down for three games straight. It kind of felt inevitable. Um, but, yeah, I think that bothered him a little bit. He came out with a little energy after it. And, I mean, that's the guy we, we know and love. And, you know, as, as consistent as, as he's been, it's weird. You almost expect it. So, um, again, that was he did his thing. With Mackenzie and Savalier, is it human nature to feel like you've got to carry more of the load or to just try to avoid that sort of thinking? Definitely try to avoid it. I mean, you can only do what you can do, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna throw 12 innings and make up for for other innings. But I really do think, uh, you know, Gaddis and Battenfield and our guys that have, you know, stepped up and not just eight innings, but throw 
really, really important quality innings. So, nope, I continue to go do my job and, and uh, you know, firmly believe that if everyone does theirs, we'll, we'll win a lot of baseball games. Thanks, Cal. Uh, great to see starting pitcher Cal Quantrill pick up his first win of the season with six strong innings on Wednesday in Detroit. As promised, we had a chance to visit with Sandy Alomar Jr., the Guardians' first base coach who does such a, a tremendous job with the team's catching core. And this season for Sandy, uh, obviously some challenges with new rules in terms of defense for his catchers, but also trying to take advantage of, of those rules on the other side as the first base coach. He does such a great job in preparing Guardians base runners to steal bases and do what they need to do to take advantage of their speed. And so far early in the season, the Guardians, uh, getting close to the end of April now, still lead Major League Baseball in stolen bases. But when we caught up with Sandy, we began on the catching side of things. And for the first time in a while, it's a completely new core of catchers at the Major League level. Maybreeze Valoria, Cam Gallagher, and Mike Zanino make up the three-tiered catching combo, and Sandy talked about some of the challenges of bringing them up to speed quickly to be ready for the new season. Well, for number one is, first of all, you have, we have to understand their bodies and how their body moves and stuff like that, and things they've done in the past, and then we try to accommodate them according to the way our pitchers pitch. Uh, what do we do? How much, how much spin do we throw? Because we are breaking ball pitching that we do spin a lot of balls, so kind of present that to them while uh, in the offseason, uh, how their, our pitcher's pitching profile is, and, and then we start adapting to mechanically to how we can help them to do their best to catch those guys. And it seems with keeping three catchers, all three have different skill sets, don't they? Correct. You know, like, uh, you know, Sonino, you know, he lost a year, so he's he was a little behind in many things. Uh, his hit mobility was was lacking at first in spring training. He's doing a lot better now, slowly, small gains, but he's doing much better uh, receiving, working under the ball and blocking. Uh, he had a rough time at the beginning, but uh, he's kind of understanding his, how his body is moving, uh, things he needs to do to become a better blocker. Uh, Gallagher is, is pretty much has always been a defensive catcher. You know, you tend to leave him alone a little bit and just kind of tinker here and there and many things to to get him lower in the ground uh, with a little bit more hit mobility, but his receiving skills are good, and just as long as he work under the ball and uh, be able to be uh, close to the ground as the ball is coming to four balls in the dirt, he should be fine. And Viloria is probably like a hot, he has a lot of upside. He just doesn't play that much. He has a good bat too. Uh, he's He has a, you know, like slightly above average arm, and uh, he's always been a catcher, so he's he has his mechanics right to park. And the kid waiting in the wings, Bo Naylor, you, you had a chance to work with him this spring. And, and what are your impressions as he grows into this game? Yeah, Bo was learning so many things last year. And uh, this year in spring training, was he had a fantastic time. And he was uh, working basically kind of like solidified his one knee stance. He's pretty much a hybrid catcher. He doesn't do it all the time in one knee. Uh, I mean, we're still learning many things about that particular stance. But uh, we tend to... I analyze and look at videos and look at the, the most efficient way that you can do things for any particular catcher, not just dump stuff for the guy to do the same the same way. So, you know, I, we have a collaboration of people that look at stuff like that, and uh, Ball did a good job in the season, brought it to spring training, and 
done great so far. And all these guys this season are dealing with some new rules that seemingly are making it really tough on catchers. What are you seeing that the challenges for them as they try and control the running game? Well, the challenges are going to be more on the pitchers. You, you, you know, uh, at the end of the day, the, the, the times uh, are – this is about thresholds. You know, every, every pitcher and a catcher have a threshold. But start with the with the with the pitchers, and you have to give the catchers a good time to throw. Otherwise, they're going to be rushing throws. But um, yes, uh, you know, adding up three inches and the the limitations of throwing to disengagement it makes it very hard for a catcher, even though with a great arm, to throw people out. Stay tuned. We'll have more with Sandy after this short break. Welcome back to Guardians Warm Up. Sandy Alomar joining us, and uh, Sandy, on the other side of it, you're the first base coach of the team that uh, is off to a great start stealing bases. What do you see? Is it just the talent or the, the rules coming into play too? Uh, we really, you know, the rules really help uh, for a guy to uh, be more aggressive. Uh, disengagement is the part that I feel and the distance between bases now. So uh, the pitcher dictate how much of a lead you get. But if a pitcher doesn't have a good move to first base, you can go out there 15 feet lead. I mean, that'll make a 1-3 or 1-4 on time. So, like I said before, everybody has a threshold on time, catcher-pitcher combination, and the distance the runner have to cover. So the best thing to do for a pitcher is to have a great move and work in a great move, and that way it's, a lot of, it's more difficult for the, for the runner to, uh, to distance himself from first base. And how much time have, have you spent working with the, your offensive players, your base stealers, on on those jumps and, and what they can expect from these pitchers? No, Is we, there much different there? That we don't. We just continue to play the game that we did last year. Uh, we just talk about separation. That's all separation from the base and who has you know starting the opposition and and we try not to go out there and do vaulting or anything like that. You don't want to get caught up jumping on the other side and then the pitcher at that time will time you. Or the catcher has a drop pick or something, and then you end up getting picked up on first base. Uh, we try to not commit too many errors. You know, you're gonna, in, on this process, we got, guys are going to make errors because they get too excited. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day, just play, continue playing the game. You just expand on your lead and just go. I mean, there's no, there's no reason why you have to do anything else different. Sandy, as always, thanks for the insight. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Always fun to visit with Sandy Alomar, Jr., an icon in Cleveland baseball history, both as a player and now as a coach for a long, long time. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. As uh, with the off day today, Thursday, we won't have a Rosie Report tomorrow, and uh, Guardians Weekly will get you through the weekend. That will be in a podcast form late in the day on Saturday. We'll be back with the weekend recap on Monday. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you and thanking you for downloading and listening to The Rosie Report.